Welcome to the Remarketing Podcast. My name is Jerome Lewis. I am your host for today. Remarketing Podcast is a podcast where we talk marketing, tech, business, and leadership. We talk things for real estate agents, real estate investors, and real estate entrepreneurs. Remarketing Podcast has two purposes. Purpose number one, Maria, to spotlight you, your business, your service, or your product in a way that provides value to you, including, including market exposure and content creation. Purpose number two, to educate and inform our audience and listeners. With that, we have a special guest today. I was just telling her, I was like, I'm excited that you're here because when I first got involved, uh, you were one of the first people I met and you were like kicking behind when I first met. You. So with that, Maria Quattrone is an entrepreneur, real estate expert and investor, speaker, visionary and podcast host. She is the founder and CEO of Maria Quattrone and Associates of Remax at home. Maria is a real estate executive with over 25 years of sales, marketing, and branding experience. She is a Philadelphia native and a Temple graduate, Temple University graduate. Maria, I'm excited that you're here. Welcome to the show. Jerome, thank you so much for having me. It's great to see you. Likewise. Thank you so much. So uh, we, we went over your professional bio. Can you tell us in your own words a little bit about you and like how you got on uh, into real estate and your journey? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm born and raised Philadelphian. I, prior to real estate, I sold radio advertising and uh, marketing programs for 11 years. And during that time, I learned about a lot about cold calling, door knocking, making a lot of prospecting calls, a lot of rejection, um, a, a lot, a lot of work. And I was introduced to real estate by a good friend of mine who said he thought it would be great in the industry. And so I just, my research, and then um, I pretty much made the decision maybe a month or two from then uh, to go ahead and to get into the industry. And I did so, and first, I was part-time my first year. And then my second year, I resigned from the, the uh, company I was with and, the ground running even faster thank you i appreciate that and one of the things that you said you're like uh you said you were born you were philadelphia born and raised Where, what part of philadelphia did you grow up i grew up in northeast philadelphia northeast okay nice so they they always say like about they pick on us about philadelphia they're like those philadelphia people are gritty they're gritty like they're tough and i, I have to say like i, I should have known you were from philadelphia because you got that grit you got that that work ethic that they like to pick on us about so. yeah i think so thank you you're welcome I'll take, I'll take it as a compliment it is a compliment it's a compliment i appreciate when people say it because uh, <laughs> you need that especially in like the professions that we're in like like you said a lot of rejections a lot of no's that, you know that could hurt that could hurt some people if they don't have the thick skin to do that so yeah no doubt yeah um, we have a list of questions. want to uh, ask you some of these questions so we can get to learn you a little bit more. And so our audience can learn as well um, how they can be successful in business and marketing your sales background. First question that I have for you, in your opinion, tell us, and it's similar to what we just talked about, tell us the most important personality trait or strength someone would need to work in this industry. Oh, wow. Well, I say that grit is a good one. I would say integrity is extremely important. It's important that, you know, you look at uh, the big picture and integrity doing the right thing when no one else is looking. Okay. 
what is um i'm i'm a new let's say i'm a new real estate agent uh what's one piece of advice you would give me to be successful and consider right let's let's consider like you you understand how tough it can be to be in this industry um what's one piece of advice you would give me beyond like uh, like stick it out or be tough tell me mm, work works the simple solves the complex. So focusing on uh, your daily activities of what you're going to do today, meaning making your calls and follow-ups uh, to your database, to the people that maybe have raised their hand before, making sure that you're having those conversations daily. It's about consistency, commitment, and discipline. If you have those things and you follow through on a daily basis, it really is a contact sport. We get paid for talking to people and then setting up appointments with them, either buyers or sellers, and then negotiating the offer, getting to the table. When, so I like, we like run an agency, I'm an instructor, I was a real estate investor. And a lot of times I come across people, they have like, like that stuff that you just said is like foreign to them. Making your calls, like what calls, right? So what I'm suggesting is that you have like a system, you got like processes and you got procedures in place. If I'm someone that's like brand new and I'm like, what calls or what calendar or where am I working from? What kind of advice would you give me? Like, how do I even get to that point of my calls or my contacts? I'm like, I have nothing. Mm, you better join an organization that will teach you what to do then. Okay. Do you have a recommendation in yours? If, if you have an organization? Uh, well, I think that... One of the things I mean, we teach here is that you start your day at zero, you have a daily schedule and it's not just about time management, it's about choice management. So what are the activities that you're going to choose to do? And in real estate, you're licensed as real estate salesperson. So it's your job as a real estate agent to go out and talk to people every day. So in our organization, we have in our database about 25,000 people. So our agents have lots of people to call, to follow up on. Um, and if you don't have that, there's many of different things that you could do, depending if you're going to work with buyers or sellers. Okay. If what's your recommendation, should I start with buyers? Should I start with sellers? Should I be focusing on something else? Get a job? Like what's your recommendation? Mm, it depends. Mm. It depends on what you're looking to do. Okay. Um, what your I would say strengths are, right. but if you're brand new, working with buyers is a little bit easier than working with sellers. Okay. Especially today. Um, it's getting a little bit more difficult to work with sellers since things are staying on the market longer and, you know, inventory is down. So working with buyers, you have somebody that's motivated to buy and you can you know, make sure you're doing the buyer consult with them talking to them about their wants and needs, desires, giving them an overview of the marketplace, what to expect, future pacing them, what's going on in the market, how this is all going to work, what does the agreement of sale look like, and uh, talking to them about, you know, what during the transaction that they should expect. And then um, this way that there's no, when things go maybe sideways, that they know that you are there, you're the professional to support them and make sure the job gets done. Okay. Thank you. And 
like, like, so I think that's one thing that people don't consider. And I always talk about that. People always ask like, what should I do? And the real answer, like people hate to hear it, but the answer is like, it depends. Right. But one of the things that it depends on that you address and most people don't is like, it depends on like your birth, your strengths and your weaknesses. It depends on your personality. Right. All of that stuff depends. Some people are going to work harder than others. And that's just the reality of things. Um, some people need more assistance. Some people need more help. So I appreciate the fact that you brought that up with that. Would you is there like a sequence that you would recommend to like become like as successful as you are? Like, is it like you start with sellers, go to buyers, you become an investor? Like, would you take someone through like a specific sequence if they wanted to mirror your success? Mm. Well, it's hard to, um, I'd say, be somebody else. Mm -hmm. So you have to be you, number one. Okay. And starting out with, I would go from, you know, understanding the buyer side of the transaction. And if you um, are good with sellers or want to work with sellers, some people don't want to work with sellers, believe it or not, some agents. And then I would suggest, you know, you go from working with buyers to becoming a listing agent. An investor, you know, is, is something that everybody should own some property because we make money through real estate sales and we build wealth through real estate investing. Can you tell us, um, so you, you mentioned like you're, uh, like you used to cold call. You also mentioned like you have like some marketing background. Could you give us some context? Like what's your best marketing advice for, I know it depends, right? But if you could pick like one thing, like this is going to help just about as as many people as possible what would that be use video that's that's you that's i say that all of the time i say that absolutely all of the time so i appreciate you saying that um what are some ways that we can use video is it like do i just go out there and like say hey come buy yourself with me like what should i do like, no. like a, you should make deposits into people's lives so okay say i would like to have uh, more real estate agents in my or fridge so I give tips on how to do things better in real estate, how to create a better customer experience, how to work with expired listings, how to get price reductions, you know, how the proper way to do an open house, um, future pacing your clients for success. So those are a couple topics. If you are talking to consumers, you know, it could be like market update. So because of the current state of the market, I'm doing now market updates every week, Facebook Live. And also I'm doing an investor show where I'm talking about some of our real estate listings that we have that are for investment. You know, why now is so a good time to invest? Um, maybe how to use your 401k to invest in real estate. So I come up with different topics. I go live and I talk by myself. And then I take that and we would have cut it up into little clips. And then we put that out and then also I can put that back into our email um, marketing and send that out to different segments in via email. So nice. you have to be able to repurpose the video that you're creating and you can create it, you know, basically um, do something called intentional um, video creation where you block out a day in a month and you do all of it. I have yet to be successful in the block out of the day in a month thing, but I've been consistent in doing what I need to do weekly. Um, and I'm doing what 
I can do with this, what the support that I have today. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I've, I've tried that month thing too. And I'm just like you, I'm like at the week. Cause it's like, it's like, I, how I'm going to, it's tough. Yeah, uh, so I mean, I there's certain that. things that are evergreen that you can do like that. But I right now with I use the market update information, I have to pull data that is time sensitive. So I might not have it yet for the month. So there's some of that, too, um, but probably half half of that and half the fact that just scheduling for a whole day of video is not in the cards for me at the moment. Okay. Would you, so this, I, I just like love the video topic. So I'm going to go around that a little bit. Would you, like a lot of people are like, I'm like scared. I don't know what to do. Like how do I do video? Uh, did you start off that way? And is, is first what I want to hear. And then I want to hear like any input, any insight on that you have for people that are like trying to get over it, like that fear of doing a video. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, fear, false evidence appearing real, but it is our fear. And um, I started video in probably like oh nine, wow. and I yeah, and I did it for a little while, and then I kind of gave up on it. And I, you know, it was the whole thing like I don't like how I look, I don't like how I sound. Everybody says the same thing. Very few yes, people, yes, you know. But once you can, you do it, and you do it more, and you do it more, you get used to doing it. And so what I would say is just rip off the bandaid. If you don't like the way you look or the way you sound, don't watch your own videos. And then eventually you'll watch your own videos, but you don't have to watch them. Yeah. You don't, you really don't like, you can just right. do them and then send them out. And I usually, um, now I, I do watch them, but I'm doing my videos also live. So there's no retake. There's me being me. And I may say, I don't know, maybe I mess up. It is what it is, but that's what I need to do right now. So that's how I'm rolling. Uh, you can use systems and record them like big view and you can put write out a whole script and put it in there and read it from a teleprompter. You know, that's an easy way to get started. So in case you don't know what to say exactly, you know, I'll talk for 15 minutes to, to you know, Facebook land, LinkedIn land, YouTube. And it doesn't matter if you do it live, how many people are watching, because most people watch later with the sound off. So make sure that you have captions. 75% of watch the video, 75% of people watch videos with the sound off. And one second, one six, 60 seconds worth of video, 60 seconds, excuse me, of video is worth 1.8 million words. Wow. Thank you. So there is a lot of uh, consistency in the things that we say, like even the part you like, uh, if you don't like how you sound or look, don't watch it. Right. Like I teach um, like I teach like a weekly class. And that's like one of the things I'm like, just do video, just do video. Like it's going to separate you. There's no other you. And I'm like, if you got to like close your eyes and then post the video, do that. Just don't watch it. But make the video like you got to get out there. You make the video. And um, they say like 80 percent of the Internet will be video by like 2024 20, or something like that. It's like all these stats. But one of the things that I do know, and it came from National Association of Realtors, like 80 percent of buyers and sellers, they want to see video. So the people that are not using video, they're missing out on like a huge audience. They're missing out on a huge audience by not doing video. And uh, it could be good or it could be, it could be bad, right? Because the ones that aren't doing video, they are they have more competition than the ones that don't. So um, 
I appreciate there's a lot of consistency here and I, I know we're like you know we got some time constraints but I would like to have you back I would like to talk about video specifically like the whole topic the whole podcast episode about video next question I'm going to move on to tell us uh, did you always want to be in real estate right. no okay what's like your dream like what was like your dream career and like what was that? Oh, as, a child, as a young person I wanted to be an actress. Actress. Mm-hmm. I, so I want to be an actor when I like finish all of this stuff. I'm like interested in being an actor for some reason. I have no idea, but yeah. Yeah, that, um, was, that was my dream as a young person. Would you still do that? Mm, nah. No? Okay. All right, I want to move on to the next question. The next question, tell us your favorite productivity hack for entrepreneurs. Hmm. So the day starts the night before. So some of the things that are really important is that you get yourself together. Like you're going to the gym, lay out your clothes, Um, get your water ready, you know, put the coffee in the coffee pot. Um, have your lunch, you know, prepared. Now I don't do all these things every single day, but I aspire to do them all every single day. Um, making like wearing a uniform, so to speak, you don't have to wear, like try to, especially for women, we look in the closet and we're like, okay, what am I going to wear today? Well, that skirt doesn't look good or that pant doesn't look good or this or that have, you know, a set of things that you wear, they're mix and match. You can lay them out the night before. There are little things that you can do that take, it's not just about the timing of it. It's about making a decision. So make those decisions about these things the day before and you don't make lose your decision-making skill for those things that day. Okay. There's so a limited amount of decision-making that we have. Yeah. Have like they, about, they talk about like the willpower thing. It like dies yeah. down throughout the day and all that. Okay. Okay. So you've run a brokerage. Like how many you like, don't you run like a brokerage? Oh, yeah. uh, yes. I have a, Can you I tell have us? A Remax office. Yeah. Remax office. Can you tell us about that? Like where it's located and how Ooh, many so agents you run, you oversee your influence. Yeah. Yeah. So we're located at 2054 South street in Philadelphia. And right now we probably, it, it always changes because we have new people coming in and people leaving. Um, and I think we've got to have about 20 licensees in our company and growing. And we have, you know, operations and marketing and um, broker record and production manager, inside sales, um, field services. We have a mortgage company we just opened this year and some other um, ventures, you know, happening. Uh, so, let's see. Thank you. So, the reason why I asked that is because I want to hear, I want you to tell us a story about like one of your favorite, um, somebody that you trained, a student, a co, uh, it could be a student, it could be an agent that left. Like, tell us one of your favorite stories about someone succeeding from like, um, level one to level two or level one to level four or something like that. Mm. Lots of different stories of those over the years, but I'll use a recent one. Uh, she had come to us through our, Pennsylvania real estate scholarship program okay. and we put her through the real estate school, the mentoring during that, 
and then um, work making sure that she was able to get her license. And she came into our Ryzen Real Estate two week boot camp, and she made a commitment um, to make a piece of business to have a piece of business every week. So since April first, she has written either a listing contract, a pending deal, or a rental lease uh, every single week. How, what would you attribute her success to? Is it like the support? Is it like her or her? Is it the team? Like, how does that work? Like, who would you? Well, number one, number one, she's doing the work. Okay. She has a supportive environment around her. You know, we teach that we expect a contribution from every single person. And so she also has the people in the database to call. And when you have listings, you have people to call because they call back the listings. So listing agents always have buyers. We don't have to, you know, go buy buyer up leads because we have listings and that's how you get the buyers. So we have a lot of people in our database that haven't done anything. They didn't buy or they didn't sell. And so she calls into the database and she takes floor time and she works and she works all the systems and processes that we have in place and she trusts the process. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, um, I realized like when I got into real estate, I was like, man, I don't know if this, I want to do like other businesses, right? Like I'm like, I think like I'm a serial entrepreneur. So mm -hmm. one of the questions we have is if you could start a business tomorrow, what would that be? You have mentioned your mortgage company. I think you said something about title and you've run the brokerage. So if you could start another business, what would it be? Would it be related to real estate? Yeah, it's going to be related to real estate. It's insurance. Okay. Company. It just makes sense. Um, there's other things that I would want to do as pet projects, but that's a different story. Share, share one of those with us real quick. Well, I love to cook. So it'd be okay. fun to do like cooking videos and like a travel vlog and all that. But you know, who has time for all these other things too? Maybe. Got you. Got you. Thank you. So uh, those are like the professional and the business related questions. Uh, we're going to move on to personal questions. I have one personal question for you. That personal question. What has been your least favorite job to date? Tell us about that. Oh, least favorite job to date. Yeah, that's easy. I was a cashier at ShopRite in 1988 to like 91. Was it in it was not, it was in Mountain, okay. New Jersey. And I hated that job. I, it was like, that job kept me in college, meaning I had to keep going to that job. And I kept saying, I can't wait to get out of college because I am going to get a job outside of here. I got to keep going. I got to finish college, finish college. So I really despised it. Okay. I, I had a job at Pathmark and it was just like that. I despise it, but I, I did learn like a lot of skills, customer service, how to talk to people, uh, like that grit that you need in like customer service and dealing with people. So I, I despise the, the job so bad though. Well, I didn't like scanning the groceries and then like bagging them, but now I won't let anybody bag my groceries. I bag my own groceries at the grocery store. And I didn't like the clientele at the shop, right? Sometimes the people were nice, but a lot of times they were really mean. And that made me hate it even more. Have, have you been to like a, I don't mean to derail, but have you been to like a nicer shop, right? Ever? Or 
like with a different clientele? It's not about nice. It's about they were they had high expectations okay. and you know treated me like kind of crappy. Like I'm asking like, because I think I that that's cashier. like most retail jobs because they did the same thing where I was and I wasn't in Philadelphia. I was in like uh, Upper Darby, but it was like I think they just just like that on the front end maybe. Terrible. Let's see with that job, yeah. So. Terrible. Uh, yeah, that was a personal question. These next questions are, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to stomp you, right? So the next question, these are the bonus questions. These are the value add questions. They're self-serving. I want to see how I can possibly help you. So the first question is, uh, how can someone bring immediate value to you or your business? Immediate value to me or my business. I would say, let us know about somebody that needs our help, needs our assistance whether that is another real estate agent or a buyer or a seller or an investor, somebody, you know, that has a property maybe that they weren't able to sell. Um, they look in to reposition it. We can help people. Yeah. Okay. Next question is very similar. How can someone bring long-term value to you or your business? Mm, I think having long-term relationships with people, building relationships over time and expectation of nothing. Okay. And so tell us the biggest challenge you're currently facing in your business. Mm. The biggest challenge, I would say replacing myself, meaning hiring uh, all the people that we need to hire to achieve the growth that we want to over the next five years. Okay. And so wrapping up, we got what, 26. I told you I was going to take care of you. Uh, tell us, I'm, I'm going to ask you, uh, give us like a good book recommendation. If you could tell somebody like one book, read this book, what would that be? Mm. I love, I really love the compound effect by Darren Hardy. Okay. Um, a newer book that I just read this summer that I really liked was one more by Ed Milet. Okay. Um, there's a lot of books. I like checklist manifesto. It's a cool book if you're looking to put processes in order. Um, that's a great book to read. I love The Four Agreements. That's a nice little book. Um, don't sweat the small stuff. You know, I mean, there's a lot of great books. The E Myth Revisited, Michael Gerber. Thank you. Um, I should have asked this a little bit earlier, but if I'm like a, like a, a agent and I want to get involved, I want to get started. How can I get in touch? Uh, what's that process like? Yeah, well, if you're an agent, you can just give us a call at the office or send me a message on Facebook. And the office is 215-607-3535. And you can also, if you're not an agent and want to be an agent, you can go to parealestatescholarship.com. Parealestatescholarship.com. And you can apply there. We're accepting um, applicants. We have a new class starting um, October 31st. And then our following class will be starting January 2nd. Thank you. And a couple, uh, one more. How can listeners find out more about you online? Yeah, you can just type my name in Google and like a whole page of stuff from the first page comes up. Maria Quatrone, Q-U-A-T-T-R-O-N-E. Okay, awesome. And I got one more. It, leave us with a lot of times people do, do like closing statements, but I got this from like another uh, guest and she was like, I just do a word because people can talk so much sometimes. So if you could give us one word to close us out, what, what, what would that be? 
Believe. Believe. Okay. And now, right? Can you expand on in, on that, please? The belief in yourself is greater than anything else. And if you go back to Henry Ford's famous quote, whether you think you can or you think you can't, either way, you are right. Thank you. I appreciate that. That was a, a was an awesome interview. Quick interview. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna play the intro and can you can you stick around for like two minutes after? Sure. Okay. All right. Thank you, Maria. I appreciate you so much. Jerome, thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate appreciate. Absolutely. You. Absolutely.